Alright folks, I'm gonna read this article from RT.com. <coughs> it's written by Bradley Blankenship, is an American journalist, columnist, and political commentator. He has a syndicated column at CGTN and is a freelance reporter for international news agencies including Xinhua News Agency. This is this is an op-ed. <clears throat> I think I've read another article by him before. I think he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good writer, journalist slash journalist. Okay, Xi Jinping's worst case worst case scenario warning is realism, not pessimism. Yeah, I was uh, I was also thinking about <clears throat> doing something or. Doing a podcast on, I think shit's about to get serious come this summer. So it's interesting that this guy wrote this on the speech Xi Jinping already gave. So he already knows what's up. Locking horns with the U.S., China has been told to prepare for the most extreme developments, but in this warning lies hope. Last week, Chinese President Xi Jinping warned the country's National Security Commission in stark terms of the grave security concerns facing the nation. According to Xi, Beijing needs to stay keenly aware of the challenges facing national security and correctly grasp major related issues. He urged officials to be ready for worst-case and most extreme scenarios, words that a lot of commentators have described as pessimistic in regard to the development of relations between China and the United States. This is not pessimism, however, rather it's a realistic perspective. Yeah, we all know what Joffrey's like. <laughs> the primary, this is like Grandpa Xi is what like the kids in China call him, Grandpa Xi, Grandpa Xi. This is like Grandpa Xi Jinping. <clears throat> Dealing with a teenager called Joffrey. This is what he has to deal with. Not just him, the whole world. Okay, okay, whatever. The primary reason is that Beijing faces an extraordinarily ruthless adversary. And most keen observers of the U.S. are well aware of this. The phrase worst case scenario when applied to a confrontation between China and the U.S., evokes apocalyptic images akin to the famous video game series Fallout, set to become a TV series this year. Yeah, and then Mr. Nolan is bringing out his movie Oppenheimer. I mean, these people are crazy, man. They are... <laughs> Fuck it. I would rather people watch it and then say, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> it's like... In fact, some of its wilder aspects aside, this 25-year-old franchise may offer a valuable perspective on the current situation. I mean, even fucking <clears throat> Mr. Ridley Scott directing uh, Napoleon with uh, Mr. Joaquin Phoenix in it. You know, Napoleon was a fascist. <laughs> Napoleon was a fascist. I mean, these people, they don't even hide anything. They don't hide anything. It's all out in the open, but we we just 
We're still in Sunday school, man. We're still in Sunday school. If, if, if they believe that Jesus, who they claim was born of a virgin, was a real man, then, well, you can fuck, man. You can make him believe anything. The game is set in a wasteland following a terminal nuclear conflict primarily between the U.S. and China. Some people's going, what the... Okay, while it is never stated who started the fictional Great War, the president of what remains of the official United States, who also happens to be one of the primary antagonists, says outright that China dropped the first bombs. However, it is apparent that this character has every reason to lie to the player. It's also heavily implied that the U.S. government is essentially the most evil organization in human history, committing almost every crime imaginable up to and including attempted genocide on a global scale, creating concentration camps for people of Chinese descent, and fully, and fully capable of destroying organized human life purely on ideological grounds. It is evident that the writers who started the franchise in the late 1990s felt America's anti-communism would inevitably foist it against China in the not-so-distant future. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This is, uh... <laughs> this is where you still had some good writers. <laughs> they knew. This is what good writers do. They see what's coming because... Fucking, they write the stories. But the ambiguity of who dropped the bombs also speaks to one of its greatest themes, which is that it doesn't matter who did it because everyone loses in the end. The use of nuclear weapons is an indictment on humanity as a whole and not one particular individual or group. <clears throat> I hope most Indians aren't buying this complete western garbage news propaganda about the chinese people i hope i hope most indians know that cuz all this shit i see about indians hating on the chinese you you guys you guys do know that bricks is gonna <clears throat> you i hope you guys know the importance of bricks i mean i i really hope you do I mean, if you guys don't know, then fucking, like, I hope you guys know that India and China are not enemies, they're friends. They're already working together for a better, brighter future with Russia, Iran, all the BRICS members, all the people working on the Silk Road, the new Silk Road 2.0. <clears throat> I hope everybody can see what is going on. I hope everybody can see that Ukraine is about America trying to bankrupt Europe before they join the Silk Road 2.0 because of geography. I mean, I hope you guys can see through all the garbage bullshit. Please, I hope you do. Like, these people, the BRICS people, the adults in the fucking room, are trying to actually bring a great bright future for the whole world for this whole fucking planet and it's this gang is this fucking fucking um lord of flies bunch of fucking little boys 
that don't want to grow up, man. They're the ones, they're the bullies going around fucking all the kids on the playground. All the kids, children on the playground. And you guys are defending these bastards. I hope you can see through the bullshit. I really do. Because otherwise... <laughs> otherwise, you guys... I don't know what to say, man. <clears throat> I don't know what, what else to say. Unfortunately, this foresight created a striking parallel to our current world. And that means that one of the most popular fiction fiction franchises around today agrees with the point of President Xi. The U.S. is not a good or stable actor and will, if given the opportunity, destroy or otherwise destabilize China and the world by extension. Yeah. These people are crazy, man. Even Professor Michael Hudson has already said it. They're crazy. The U.S. has left so many bodies in its wake that a failure of the Chinese president to recognize this when dealing with Washington would be an actual disservice to his citizens. Yeah. The wolf is trying to get into the sheep pen and the shepherd's saying, What do you want? What is your business? You don't belong here. You ain't getting my sheep. That's what a good shepherd does. <clears throat> I'm just really fucking pissed, man. If people do not see through the garbage, I really am pissed. As an example, China's foreign ministry has estimated that between the end of World War II and 2001, there were 248 armed conflicts in 153 regions worldwide. Of these, 201 were initiated by the U.S. Total was 248 in 153 different places, 201 of them were started, initiated by the U.S. This is a staggering, they, Hollywood has literally fucking brainwashed all us dumb fucks with their bullshit lies. Even in the schools, they taught us, taught us all the bullshit lies, history bullshit lies. To make themselves look like they're the fucking... It's just... At the end of the day, it's just sad, man. That's all I can say. It's just sad. That is a staggering figure that demonstrates just how much of a threat Washington is to global peace and stability. The factor in the lit litany of heinous acts it has committed or is committing around the world. Korea is still, you know, Japan is still yoked. Vietnam, Laos, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, and the list goes on. You know, Afghanistan used to be part of India. Pakistan used to be part of India. Bangladesh used to be part of India. <clears throat> Divide and conquer, man. We still believe their bullshit stories. Divide and conquer. 
They don't have to fight us. We're fighting ourselves, man. What the fuck? We're fighting ourselves. What do, what do they need to fight us for? They can just fucking keep us dumbed down, believing their little stories, their version of everything. Yeah, there you go. Drink more of their Kool-Aid, man. Keep drinking their Kool-Aid. Not only does the U.S. bring death and destruction all over the world, it does it while imposing its hegemony to shackle entire nations under its dominion. Get yoked, horsies. Let's see which dumb fuck horsey wanna get wants to get yoked by us. Let's let's see. That's the it's so easy for them, man. And we make it so fucking easy. Leaving them purposefully underdeveloped while ruthlessly exploiting them. This is bully energy. Can't you fucking spot it? Haven't you fucking been bullied in your life ever? Huh? Can't you fucking spot the fucking same character? It's the same fucking character in every movie. I mean, goddamn, like, it's so boring. There's no character development. It's so fucking boring. Can't you spot the same dumb fuck? Every fucking story. It's not that difficult. The fact, for instance, that the U.S. is currently sanctioning China's defense minister but is gaslighting Beijing about a lack of dialogue with him is the pinnacle of the disconnect between how Washington portrays itself and reality. Yeah, man, like... (laughs) They literally... All they do is... Put on a puppet show for our on our black theater boxes we carry around in our pockets, and we take we drink that shit up, man. We fucking down their Kool Aid. It's so easy. This is, we're still Sunday school kids, man. Fucking puppet. The, the Sunday school children in Sunday school are smarter. Fucking. They know it's a puppet show. The adults here don't know that. That's how fucking retarded we've become. With Xi's guidance, however, Beijing is pursuing a long-game strategy that avoids military conflict with Washington while focusing on China's development. This is extraordinarily prudent, not only because it decreases the chance of nuclear conflict, but also because it is accompanied by lifting millions of people around the world from poverty. No, we love poverty. I love being poor. We love sucking dick all day. Master, master's dick all day. We love sucking fucking... These house slaves are even better. They're the best fucking dick suckers you can money can buy, man. God damn. Just please, master. Yes, master. We Our fucking existence is based on pleasing master. Schultz here. It's, it's just sad, man. It's just sad. Can can a man please stand the fuck up and just take care of this fucking useless cuck of a man? Are there any men left in this fucking planet? This is extraordinarily prudent. No, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this course would be challenging to plot if he did not have a realistic assessment of the u.s but he does he understands that time is on china's side unlike the u.s which is rapidly decaying in virtually every aspect except its propensity for violence yeah even fucking mr elon musk is going to china saying china's teslas are the best teslas man i mean even he knows where everything's going come on man fucking it's not that complicated it's not that complicated. 
Elon Musk even said, he said, who do you think is writing Biden's uh, <clears throat> scripts on the teleprompter? Who do you think is writing that? What do you think Elon Musk is, um, what do you think he's suggesting? Hmm? What do you think? In contrast to the many post-apocalyptic works of science fiction, terminal conflict does not have to be inevitable. Nuclear arms are not necessarily one of Chekhov's proverbial guns. There is no law of physics that dictates that the world must be sacrificed at the altar of any particular ideology. Yeah, especially this one. This is just... I don't know what their ideology is. Matthew Aerith seems to say that... <clears throat> Well, I guess, okay, maybe not just Matthew Aird, Matthew Aird, Laura Murray, Jordan Maxwell, a bunch of other people I've shared. They all seem to be saying the same thing, man, which, um, if we go back to the movie Snowpiercer, <laughs> I keep going back to this movie because it's just, this is what I'm saying. Either this director who picked this story to make it into a movie, <clears throat> whoever wrote the book was even, even, Thinking further ahead, <clears throat> I mean, just watch the movie. And tell me, <laughs> like, you tell me. Just watch the movie and you tell me. I mean, what is going on? You tell me, man. What is going on? <sighs> President Xi's assessment of the U.S., and his prescriptions for action are rooted firmly in this universal ideal of hope, which implies that there is some element of optimism to his motivations. The Western world, based which has this current version of Christianity, which I don't know if it's the actual version, but um, I will say the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Ethiopian Church might have some clues but <clears throat> i do want to obviously keep keep repeating my my main points is <laughs> that <laughs> oh my goodness man so just look up in 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 uh what is it indonesia yeah indonesia mount bromo hindus still give sacrifices to the volcano that is basically old te the old testament in the bible Okay, <clears throat> that's the Old Testament, the tabernacle of God where the smoke would rise up from the tent. That's it's a volcano. Okay, just just go look it up. Where ants on lily pads, the Ark of the Covenant is volcanic ark, which is the mouth of the crater. We're on top of that, standing like little ants. Go watch the movie, the videos. And we offer our sacrifices into the navel of Brahma, out of which the universe was created, right? The island, underwater volcano, submarine volcano, pops up, forms an island, now you have land, lily pad, now you can have some ants on that lily pad, okay? Geography. <clears throat> New Testament. I don't know what the New Testament is. I think from everything I've looked at, it's like a combination of a lot of things. And Jesus H. Christ was a horse. Okay? <laughs> horses. You have no idea what horses 
have done for fucking useless humans. Well, what am I going to say, man? I've said everything I need to say. All I can do now is just share these other voices that, uh, what else, what, what else can I say, man? We'll see what happens. We'll see what I, what else can I say? We'll see what happens. Peace, monkeys, peace.